0: Foundations All the cults that have grown up over the years, everyone's got a messiah, but which one is the exactly, right one? Exactly, you
1: scratch your chin now, <laughs> which one appeals to me the most? Yeah. Well, you don't want the one that just appeals to you the most, you want the real one, because only the real one can actually deliver.
0: Foundations, understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith, with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. History shows that there have been many who have claimed to be the Messiah, and of course, they can't all be correct. If a Messiah's job is to redeem and deliver a people, or nation, or group, how are we supposed to identify the correct one? We're going to focus on the Bible's claims regarding the promised Messiah in this program on foundations and try and identify who it is.
1: I think the other thing too is we we bandy the word of messiah, you know, we say mashiach if it's in Hebrew or in the vernacular of our English language we say savior. We bandy that around but what does it actually mean mm, for somebody right. to because if you if you want to know if you've got the right messiah, he's got to meet the criteria. But what is a messiah?
0: Well, maybe we could just start with some dictionary definitions for messiah to uh, get a starting point.
1: Dictionary.com says that a messiah is an expected deliverer, a zealous leader of some cause or project. Dictionary.cambridge.org says the Messiah is a leader who's believed to have power to solve the world's problems which is what the world is desperately yeah, looking right. for, hey. CollinsDictionary.com describes a Messiah as someone who's expected to do wonderful things, especially to rescue people from very difficult or dangerous situations. Mm. Okay, so if you're looking for a spiritual context there, and can I say physical too because, I mean, physically the world's in a mess. Yeah. Okay, there's so much yuck and horrible bleh going yeah. on in the world today. We need saving from Absolutely. it. I mean, it's a mess we made ourselves. But this is just the prelude, the the real disaster and the real salvation that we desperately need is our eternal security. Yeah, that's right. So what is the biblical meaning of the word Messiah? It comes from the Hebrew word, as I said, Mashiach, and that means the anointed one, a messianic prince. And usually it's somebody who's a consecrated person like a king or a priest. And it means to set apart for something specific. And the word consecrate in Hebrew is kadash, and it means to sanctify, to hallow, as in to honor as holy, to dedicate and to appoint somebody. Mm. So who fits all of that particular criteria? The scripture says that Mashiach is a specific person, someone who is specifically chosen and set apart to be holy for a sacred and a very high calling or a mission. And that involves the redemption and rescue of others. So that's the Hebrew point of view. But there hasn't only ever been a Jewish messiah.
0: Well, there's been plenty of even Jewish messiahs. But if you look further afield, I mean, there really are many, many that have claimed... just goes to 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 show
1: you how desperately the the, the whole world wants a messiah, doesn't it? Well, that's
0: right, exactly. But I mean, certainly many different religions have their own messiah. The Buddhists do. The ancient Persian religion of Zoroastrianism had a messiah. Islam has a messiah known as the Mahdi or the 12th Imam. Uh, And even things like Wicca and witchcraft have messiahs. Taoism, there's so many different ones. Uh, The Baha'i faith, originated in Persia in the 18th century, uh, has a messiah as well. So there are Those and Then you've got all the cults that have grown up over the years. Everyone's got a Messiah, but which one is the right one? Exactly. You
1: scratch your chin there now. Which (laughs) one appeals to me the most? Well, you don't want the one that just appeals to you the most. You want the real one because only the real one can actually deliver. Mm. And so we want to look at the biblical view because, as you said, Judaism has had a lot of different messiahs. Because when the Jews have had pivotal times in their history when they've literally been at the door of annihilation, they've longed for somebody, yeah. somebody who could be a warrior who could fight for them. So they've had many, but you know, if you want to find out who the right messiah is, you've got to have the right starting point. Yeah, and and this is the thing that can be so disconcerting and so I want to say sad is that some people are so desperate that they'll latch on to somebody who is mm. a self proclaimed messiah and they all end up. In terrible places. Yeah. And we've seen so many times throughout history where somebody has followed a false messiah and it's left many people dead Mm. or, or destitute. Yeah. It's been really sad. You want the right one.
0: Okay, so maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but can I ask, is Jesus the right messiah?
1: I want to mention um, Dr. Michael Brown. You would know who Dr. Michael Brown is. He's lovely. Uh, He is actually a Jew and he's a believer in Jesus. And he wrote a very fascinating article called Yeshua the Messiah, and it's available to read on the website One for Israel. Well worth the time to give that a read. It's got some really interesting stuff in it. But first of all, it's been 2,000 years since Jesus walked this earth, and the same question asked at that time is still being answered today. Is Jesus the Jewish Messiah? Because if he is, we need to follow him Mm. and believe him and trust him. If he's not, then let's expose the hoax. Let's deal with it and and put this thing to, to rest once and for all. The interesting thing about the Bible, though, is that from this very one book, Okay, essentially, you've got two religious expressions or two faces Judaism and Christianity, and we're all reading exactly the same book.
0: That's right, well, particularly the Old Covenant, they're both reading that. And Judaism takes from that that we would rather die than confess the name of Jesus as Messiah. Mm, Whereas Christianity says we would rather die than deny the name of Jesus. Uh, But then also, Judaism says there are two Messiahs who will only come once. but Christianity says there's one Messiah who's going to come twice. So you've got two groups of people reading the same document but yeah. getting two completely different uh, outcomes. How can
1: you re- – well, you know, you know what? It's when you look at science, you've got scientists. We're all looking at exactly the same data. And if some – who are absolutely vehement that they're not going to acknowledge God. They will embrace Mm. evolution. But the Christian scientist is going to look at exactly the same evidence and go, wow, it can't be anybody but God. that's right. Exactly the same material, but they're at different conclusions. It's actually really important, I think, to understand from the very outset that Judaism today is nothing like Judaism as it was given by God himself to Moses. Mm. Modern Judaism doesn't even remotely resemble what we would say is original Judaism. And I'm I'm not trying to be offensive or critical. The problem is modern Judaism is based on the traditions of men. Good men, but men nevertheless. And the reason is because they don't have a temple anymore, which means they can't keep
0: the law. Yeah, that's right.
1: So in order to make up for what they can't do, they've added all these rules and regulations to try to say, if we can't do that, well, let's do all of these Mm. instead.
0: And I guess then we start to rely on... Men's traditions rather yeah. than the word. And mm-hmm. I mean, the word promises in Psalm 119 your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So mm-hmm. if we're looking into his word, we're going to get the revelation and the illumination that we need.
1: Exactly. But again, because modern Judaism is not the religion of Moses and it's not the religion of the prophets, it's the religion of rabbis. Okay. And these rabbis, you know, most of the traditions and the writings and the sacred writings date back to about 1,500 years after the biblical era. So after the temple was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD, Judaism was no longer able to be followed, like I said before, because the temple was gone. Therefore, sacrifices could no longer be performed. Temple uh, service couldn't be performed anymore. And therefore, getting cleansed or purified or forgiven had to become more ritual in order to gain what they wanted Desperately needed. So Judaism had to adapt. It just became more focused on all these additional rules, very much tr- traditions of men and works. If yeah. I do lots of really good things and I obey all these rules, then I'll get brownie points. Yeah. Okay. And they're genuine. They're like they're really genuine in it. But many of Judaism's most sacred spiritual writings didn't actually re- exist before the Middle Ages. Wow. Okay. So a lot of people don't know that. So therefore, we want to go back to the original. And of course, the New Covenant dates back to the first century. That's right. Right, to within the lifetimes of the apostles. So therefore it's much, much older than those other sacred Jewish writings. So we want to stick to the word of God as the source for finding out who the Messiah is, what the criteria of the Messiah is as per scripture, not what the traditions of men want him to be.
0: Well, next time we're going to be continuing to look at those scriptures, what they say about Mashiach and how those scriptures have been interpreted over the centuries by Jews and Christians, and how we've ended up at the point we're at today. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations.